You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we are going to take a listener's question, an actual really good question, where we're going to talk about how to establish trust between players and coaches. And we're talking about that ride or die trust, that trust that can't be broken and you never have to question it. It's an episode you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after 11 years coaching competitive volleyball and as a head coach of a college team, I've become obsessed with helping athletes and coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to train efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I've created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 37 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. My name is Coach Brian Singh, and I'm your host for today's podcast. How you guys doing? We are February 22nd. We are getting to, uh, I mean, we're, we're kind of already in 2021. I hope you guys are getting into rhythm, getting your goals that you've set out in early January, you know, you're well on your way to accomplishing your goals. Um, And I hope you guys are doing okay, you know, Uh, in the world of COVID and things shutting down and things starting to open up. Like, I mean, this has just been a crazy, crazy year in addition to last year. And I hope everyone's doing okay. And and you could just sit back, relax, learn some valuable information. I hope that I can deliver to you and with regards to volleyball and coaching and stuff like that. Um, and we can, you know, we can learn and grow together. Uh, so today we actually are going to do things a little differently. I, um, I put on my Instagram story, I, I put a post out um, asking my audience to, you know, let me know what kind of topics you, you want me to talk about on, on the upcoming episodes. And we got some great, great topics. Like some of the topics that the audience was, um, my Instagram followers were putting in were amazing it's like it's topics that you you can't learn like you can't you can't research it you can't take a course on it you can't learn about it anywhere really unless you're talking to a coach an experienced coach or a mentor of yours or whatever the case is so i i love when i get a chance to deliver information that you can't learn anywhere else and when I deliver this type of information, I'm, I'm speaking, you know, not just from my experiences, but from conversations that I have with coaches around the league, like high level national coaches, pro level coaches. Like I, I've been around the game for a long time and I've had a lot of conversations on a regular basis with many high level coaches. So I, I like that I could bring that to the podcast and, you know, just share with you all the things that I know so you can get better and you can apply to your training right away. Um, before we get started, I do want to let you know, if you are listening to this the week of, uh, what is it, February 22nd to 28th, um, really, really uh, big, and well, I wouldn't call it a big announcement, but a really cool announcement. So February 28th and March 1st, okay, so I'm doing two dates. I'm hosting a free online volleyball workshop for coaches. So it's a coaches workshop, and guess what we're going to talk about? We are going to talk about efficiency. Now, if you know anything about me, you know that's that is like every year when I have my volleyball goals, efficiency is my number one goal. I always try to be a more efficient coach because I can tell you with 100% certainty, efficiency, when you dial in on efficiency and you improve efficiency in your practices and your game planning, just as a coach, your results are going to skyrocket. 
it, it is, uh, it, it's such a, it was a big lesson taught to me years ago. And that's why I spend so much time working on my own efficiency to make myself a more efficient coach, run more efficient practices, have more efficient game planning and seasonal planning and all that stuff. So I know how tremendously valuable it could be. So if you're a coach listening to this and you want to improve your efficiency as a coach, which ultimately will lead to a much better program that you're going to run and uh, a much more successful team, you got to sign up for my free workshop. Okay. It's, again, uh, May, or sorry, not May, uh, March 1st or February 28th. February 28th, I'm running it at 5 p.m. Eastern time and March 1st, I'm running it at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So pick whatever day and time works for you. Sign up. The link is in the show notes. Or you could just go to volleyballworkshop.com. Really simple. Volleyballworkshop.com. It's also on my Instagram. It's in the it's in my bio. Go take a look. But sign up because I, I ran this workshop back in October and I can't tell you the amount of coaches that came to me and said that reached out and said, listen, it was a game changer for them. Game changer for them in their in their coaching career. They got so much clarity and they could actually they actually they had a better approach on what they needed to do to grow as a coach and become more efficient. So I'm I'm looking forward to running that workshop again, meet some new coaches and if you've already been there come again. If you've if you missed it last time, come come and and learn. It's going to be a great workshop and I'm so excited about it. So volleyballworkshop.com, get yourself registered. Um and I'll, I'll also provide the link in the show notes as well. All right? Okay. So let's get started. Uh, with regards to this question, so the question that I got from the from a coach, um, Colin Weber uh, reached out and, and put this on my story. The question was, what what are ways that a coach can develop trust in his players? And he said specifically, ride or die type of trust. And I was like, that's that's a great question. How do you develop that ride or die trust in your players? What can you do to provide that? Um, provide them with that that well not that that experience but you know how do you develop that and when I when I heard that question I was like you can't learn this anywhere else like you can't take a course you can't look at that I'm like these are great these are the type of questions that I used to ask myself when I was a young coach growing up but I had nowhere to go to find that until I finally found a mentor so I'm, I'm excited to be able to share some knowledge with you guys today about this this topic so I want to tell you a story um, and this is a story of the, the ride or die type of trust that we're talking about here, okay? Uh, early in my coaching career, probably re- when I first started coaching club, we were we were at the provincial championships, which is the final with a big big tournament at the end of the season before nationals in Canada. And I had a again, I was a rookie coach. This I, I, this was actually my first year coaching club, my very first year coaching club. And in our first game, I put my starting lineup out there, and we got annihilated in the first set annihilated it was terrible it was really really bad and I remember what I said to our team and it was I was so embarrassed but I was I was I was saying stuff like listen if you were going to play like that why'd you show up why did you even bother getting dressed like why would you like look at that and I'm and I and I yelled at them I look at the score like that's insulting and I was going at them and I could see their faces like forget forget the humiliation, but I could, the faces that I like just thinking back to it, they lost trust in me. I I, I was done. Like at that moment, I ruined the relationship that I had with them by just going at them, criticizing them, and just letting my emotions get the better of me. Now, if you're a coach out there listening to this, I don't know if you've ever made this mistake before, but it's it's tough because you get so frustrated. You've worked so hard. 
you know the players have worked hard too it's not just you and then you you rip them uh if they did if they did a bad job or if they they weren't up to your expectations and that is one of the single most fundamentally wrong things to do in our game you can't do that you can't you cannot let your emotions get the better of you like that, that was the first and last time i've ever done that so the reason i tell you this story is because one of the biggest things that i uh, and I, I was actually talking to other coaches about this recently one of the, one of my biggest phrases that i live by is always encourage never criticize as a coach you have to you always have to encourage you never criticize even you know if players make a mistake the way that you word your feedback is crucial you don't want to word it in a sense where well you you're wrong you did this wrong you did it's it's more of you know well how well how can we learn what did you see do you think you could have done this better you know like little things like that are are super important that you know so what i should have done after we played a, a really bad set and we got annihilated right they 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 definitely felt angry and upset and probably embarrassed too i don't need to reiterate that they already feel that way what i should have done is focused on one what did they do well and two what can we do now what can we do to refocus and go into the next set to play better okay that, that's all i had to do was simple like guys that i should all i had to say was guys out that, that was a tough one that was a tough one we, we all felt that one it, it, it wasn't pretty but what can we do now to, to move forward and get better what can we learn about that set and, and have that conversation with your teammates and they, they would have been like coach man we play terrible we couldn't pass but our guys yeah, we couldn't pass. Unfortunately, we were getting served off the court because of X, Y, and Z. And now we start formulating a plan to go back in there. And you you encourage them. You don't criticize that you encourage. And I guarantee you, if I had encouraged them that set, right after that first set, we may have gone back out and won the second because we were a good team. Um, we were better than that, than that team that we were playing against. But I made the mistake. And I even heard after um, that, that match, I, I heard some players saying they don't feel like playing. Like I, I, I took the love out of the game for them in that moment. And it was a rookie mistake, right? I learned, I learned through that experience and I know I'll never do it again. So if you're a coach listening to this and you've done that, you've made that mistake of, you know, humiliating your players or just going off on them, right? Now you can, you got to look back and say, was that, was that the right thing to do? And hopefully you can, by me telling you the story and you're listening to that, you can, you know, learn and, and move on. All right. So emotions, big part of our game but you have to you got to man monitor your emotions and cater it to when it's appropriate when it's not you know for certain things i want to talk about um the the idea of providing value so what one of the common things i get from coaches is you know they they feel like their players don't trust what they're saying they feel like their players don't trust their ability to coach to that their ability of, of knowing the game and stuff like that especially if you're a, a rookie coach you're a first-time coach um it's tough. It's funny enough, like inside Digital Volleyball Academy, uh, you know, which is my membership where I help coaches, I was actually talking to a couple of coaches this week about their confidence and about going into practice, being confident with their ability to deliver a great practice and great lessons and great drills and stuff like that. And one thing that I say to all my coaches is if you provide a value that is a direct well, if, and if you let me rephrase this, I want to make it clear. If you provide value in which your players take that value and improve, they will trust you. If you teach a player how to pass and they learn how to pass based on your instruction and they go out there and pass a ball, now they 
have they they trust in your ability to coach them because they're seeing results. Nobody questions a coach if they're seeing results. And if those results are based on what you're teaching them, you're golden. And now they trust you. They trust what comes out of your mouth. They don't question it because they want more. They want those results to continue. They want to get better. So you have to figure out a way to deliver that value so they can get results. And it really comes down to, and I always you know, tell my coaches, it comes down to the simple things like focusing on the fundamentals, focusing on you know, each individual player, what are their weaknesses, see if you can help them in that regard. And I, again, you don't have to try to be this great all-time head coach in the world, the greatest coach. All you got to do is focus on getting them these wins, these mini wins, these improvements. It doesn't have to be a big improvement. Just let them see themselves improve. And you will get that trust. That ride or die type of trust will come just from that alone. All right? All right, let's go to point number three here. Be compassionate. Show you care. And there are many, many ways of showing you care. I know it sounds kind of silly. Like, what do you mean? Show? Of course I care. Of course, of course I care about my players. Caring about your players and showing your players that you care are two different things. And I've actually learned this too in, in my coaching career because of course I care about my players. But my ability to show that um, has gotten, well, has evolved over time. It wasn't that great at the beginning because I guess I didn't really under, I didn't really know how to show them that I cared. I just assumed that, that you know, I'm putting the, my effort in, I'm showing up to practice, I'm delivering, you know, my drills, my lessons, like that, you know, that, that shows that I care right off the back. But it, it goes a little bit more deeper into that. You know, how you structure your your uh, your entire season your culture right that all this caring and compassion is going to your culture is going to it's going to embody that and it's important that that is like okay like let me give you a couple examples here for you know uh, one of the things that we've practiced on our teams is you know making sure that we know everybody's birthday right really really simple knowing everybody's birthday so when someone's birthday we recognize it that shows that you care and i know wholeheartedly you care about everybody's birthday but you may not actually do something about it but now you will because you heard us talk about it. So, you know, sh- recognizing someone's birthday with the team shows that you care, right? Getting to know them on a on a more individual level, right? And, and this goes back to building relationships, which kind of ties into to this point of being compassionate and showing you care, is when you can build relationships with your players. Like I, I talk about this all the time on the, I don't know if I'm on the pod, but with my coaches, you know, we have one-on-ones. We have a one-on-one at the beginning of the season, in the middle of the season, and at the end of the season. And anytime we need to have a one-on-one, in, you know, outside of that, we, we do too. Like if we need to talk to a player, you know, based on something we see, we'll, we'll call that player and we'll have that one-on-one. And and uh, vice versa, if a player wants to talk to myself or talk to the coaches in general, they, our doors are always open. They can come and they can have that conversation with us. We have no problem with that. So we really want to get to know our players on a outside of volleyball on a personal level what are their interests what do they like you know like let me give you a couple examples like our my assistant coach um eric plays video games with our players he gets to know them on a personal level right they are establishing a relationship um one of our our other coaches robert um has handshakes with every single player on the team you know like incredible things like that building relationships when you can build relationships, and not just with a few players, with every single player, that speaks volume. And that is how you trust. That's how you build that trust, that ride or die trust. They're going to trust you more if you get to know them, you get to establish that, fr- that no, I don't call it friendship, 
well, it, it is a friendship, I guess, but really more that coach-player relationship, right? All that will come. And it's something that's, it, it's simple. It's really simple. It's just establishing a relationship with them. Um, and also, you know, you gotta you gotta show compassionate when when times are good and when times are bad. When your team is losing, which it's gonna happen, right? When your team is losing, you gotta show your team that you have their back. You know, like things like yelling at them or um, I don't know, basically separating yourself from them in moments where you're losing. You don't want to do that because it's there's not going to be a positive outlook on that. You don't want to create separation in times of need. You want to create a, a, be- a better bond, a better relationship, right? So something simple like when we're struggling or we're doing, you know, we're not in our right state of mind or, or whatever the case is, we're now we're having a tough time. We take a step away from the game. We don't, like, it's not about volleyball at that point. I mean, yes, it is, of course, like the skills and all that stuff. But what I mean is, we need to get back on a page that that's going to allow us to grow and allow us to compete at a high level. And, you know, I, I've done things where I, I took the team to an escape it. Like, you know, those escape rooms where you have to try to escape out of the rooms based on codes and stuff like that. Like we, we did one of those, you know, we take them out like that. We'll do a dinner. We'll do, we'll do something right again to take it away from volleyball, get us to talk. And then during that time, we will address it. We will address guys. What's going on? Like, let's, not, let's, let's talk about it. What's going on? Why, why are we in such of a slum or, or whatever the case is? And we get a chance to open up because you never know. The, the one thing you guys got to understand, you never know what a player is going through. Right? A player could be performing really bad based on nothing volleyball related. Maybe something is going on at home, parents, siblings, school. I mean, there's so many things that we got that, that come into to play here. You know, I had I've had players that, you know, slept in their cars be, you know, during school because they didn't have a place to go. Like that's crazy to have a player do that. And I would have never known if I didn't have that relationship, if I didn't get to if I didn't recognize something was off and have conversations with our players. You know, we've had players that came in and didn't have anything to eat all day and they came to practice like that that's 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 a little bit irresponsible on the player's part, but in some cases they just couldn't afford to get something to eat that day at school. They didn't have money or whatever the case was. You know things like that. These are these are the this is the ride or die trust we we talk about because when we have relationships and we show that we care, and players open up to us and and welcome like bring us into their world, that's ride or die trust. Okay. So you know let's 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 just take a pause here. We've talked about our emotions. We've talked about encouraging, never criticizing. We talked about providing that value. Okay, results. The when the players are getting results, they're not questioning you at all. I guarantee it. All right. And then we talked about you know being compassionate, showing you care, building those relationships with the players, getting to know them individually. You know, another thing that I used to do too um, is I would show up at my players' events outside of volleyball. You know, when I used to coach club, you know, a lot of times players um, they weren't just volleyball players. Whether you know they played an instrument or whether they played another sport um, or they played for their school team. Like I, I was a lot of times I would show up to our uh, my players' school games, um, basketball games or their own volleyball teams as well. And I would sit sit in the stands and show up and just just me being there. Um, some some people would argue it made them a little more nervous, but uh, I, I don't think so because they, they I know deep down inside they appreciate. It. They always came out to me. Oh, we always had a chat after. Like they 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 looked over and they smiled when they saw me um, at their game. Like little things like that, you know, that showed that I care. So notice, with the exception of the providing value and them seeing results, all of these things that I'm talking about here has 
very little to do with volleyball, but more to do with relationships, being a good person, you know, caring, things like that. Ride or die trust right there, okay? Let's let's move on to a couple other things we can talk about in terms of, you know, your your season, seasonal planning, practice planning and stuff like that. One thing that um, is important as well is structure and discipline. Now, uh, in addition to showing them you care, in addition to, you know, never criticizing and always encouraging, there has to be structure and discipline. There has to be. Now, see, I'm not saying everything's all, you know, all sunshine and all and, and all that stuff, but you have to have discipline and structure. So, for example, if players are late, they are, they're held accountable and they normally run a little bit because they're late. So they got to do their suit. I actually got in trouble for calling it suicides the other day, um, but their lines, I guess we can call it lines, right? They, they have to run their lines because they're late. Um, and in some cases, depending on the coaching staff and depending on the team I have, the entire team is going to run because that player was late. That's discipline. Okay, structure, understanding what time practice starts, what time it finishes, what happens during practice. We have a whiteboard and we put it up on the whiteboard and they can see when they come in what the, what the, what the expectation of what they're supposed to do. But even if you don't have a whiteboard, your team should know, okay, I come to practice, I change, I do this, this is warm up, this is what the flow of practice is, there's structure. If you're a coach coming in and just winging it, like, ah, today we're going to do this. And today, right, that's not really like, that's not demonstrating that they can trust you. Now you could potentially do that and be okay, sure. But it's better to have that plan in place so that, you know, they can tell that, okay, coach has a plan. Let's, let's see what happens. Now, I'm not saying that plan has to go perfectly. There's a lot of times where I've drawn up a practice plan or whatever the case was, and, you know, things did not go according to plan and you have to modify, you got to change on the fly and stuff like that. But, you know, that's part of being a coach, but structure and discipline is definitely important. um, And you got to hold your players accountable. You 100% have to hold your players accountable. And like having them run or having them have a consequence is not criticizing. It's holding them accountable. Okay, so definitely there's a toughness that has to be there, okay? So I'm going to leave it at that because I just gave you guys a ton of points on what you can do to establish your trust with your players. Um, you know what? I'll say one more. You guys are, you guys are going to get some extra little value here for you, okay? Now, I've talked about this on the past, in the past rather, um, in some episodes, and I'm going to reiterate it again for those of you that have, haven't heard it. Maybe you have heard it. It's a good reminder. But it's this ideal of experience versus winning, now I am I'm a I'm a big believer in 30% of our game is tactical and technical and 70% of our game is everything else. And I'm a huge believer that if you create the ultimate experience for your athletes, experience, that culture that you've created, that experience that you've created will, will go far beyond the volleyball court. You're gonna have players coming back years later saying it was one of the best times they've had in their lives. You're gonna come back some players may become coaches down the road. They're going to have such an amazing time. Like the ideal of even leaving the team in upcoming years won't, won't even be in a player's head. It'll be out of the question because of the experience you created for them. Now, I have an entire episode on um, creating the experience. I actually do. A, I actually have done a, a really in-depth live training inside Digital Volleyball Academy on this topic because I'm really, really passionate about this topic. Really passionate about the topic. Um, but if you go back to, um, I, I can't remember what the episode was, um, but I want to say it's it's episode 25. Go check out episode 25 of the Volleyball by Design podcast, and I think you're going to find some value in there where I talk about um, the experience and and how to really craft and cultivate that experience for your players and you'll um yeah 
you should be uh, you should be okay. Um, I talk I talk about it as well in episode. Tw- I'm looking it up right now. Episode 21 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. I talk about it there as well. So go take a look at 21 and 25, and you should be able to find some stuff about the experience. But yeah, if you really like, I mean, there is winning. Like, don't get me wrong, winning is important 100. percent um, But it's not all about winning. It, uh, if you just focus on winning, you're, you're not going to have a successful program. It's much more than winning. Okay, it's it's about the experience, about everything else that goes into that, and then winning will come by default. Trust me. I, I mean, not not to not to kind of toot my own horn here, but I, I am a winning coach. I've won a bunch of times in my career. I know what it takes to win, uh, and I can tell you, you can't win without an experience. So, there's my last little nugget for you in terms of all in terms to wrap all this up. All right, so a couple of things uh, before I let you guys go. Really important. If you're a coach out there and you want to really grow. You got an opportunity coming up this week or end of this week, February 28th and March 1st. Um, I'm telling you, uh, when I say this, it, it, it will. if you've never been to this workshop before, you are going to come out of the workshop 100% with a better and clearer vision on how to grow as a coach and how to be more efficient as a coach. And that in turn will set you up to run better practices, have a better seasonal plan and game planning and all that fun stuff. And your team is going to be better for it. I, I, I can almost promise you. I walk you through a couple of drills as well that I've taken a simple passing drill and modified it because of based, based on the, you know, the efficiencies that I've learned to be so much more, like it's just so much better. Uh, and I'm going to show you that on that workshop as well. So make sure you uh, go to, you know, volleyballworkshop.com and sign up. Uh, in addition, uh, I'll put in the show notes, Make sure you go sign up for that because you are going to come out a better coach for it. I guarantee it. All right. Uh, reach out to me on Instagram too. If you're not following me on Instagram, you, you should. Hit me up on the gram, Brian Singh underscore Coach B. Follow me on Instagram because I got I always got great stuff on there for you guys. And I think you'll, um, you, you'll, you'll, there's always little nuggets that I'm putting out there uh, in terms of volleyball stuff. And you can always, that's the best way to reach out to me, to be honest as well. All right, so I'm going to wrap it up here for you guys. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. I hope to see you guys on the live training. And if I, well, not if I don't, but I will. And I'll also see you again next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Take care. All right, cue the music. Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training? And instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days. When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.